The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk and co-host TJ Terry Jackson. You in, Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Oh, all right. What's the good news, Terry? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, the good news is, is that I, I grabbed the application for the Denver Broncos, and uh, I grabbed you one, too, and I'm going to fill it out and send it to Pat Bowen and, and see what he say. I tell you what, if anything, I would take a Denver Broncos, you know. <laughs> so you got a good application. <laughs> you know, some folks out there didn't realize their team is gone, so they need to get an application too. <laughs> yeah. Like people who are fans of the Chiefs, you yeah. know, the Chargers. <laughs> Just start the out application, see who pick you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, let's die right in there. I've been listening to you know we're talking about the football later, but I want to get to baseball. Kind of want to talk about these Yankees. You know, their payroll is the highest payroll. In the National um, Baseball League. Mm-hmm. And they have all these superstars. You know, you say superstars, so you pay the man $141 million, You know, you're a superstar, right? You're elite. Oh. You know what Glover say? You're elite, right? <laughs> you know, and I can't want to kind of talk about, you know, always, I'm not a Yankee fan. I know our friend Jeff is, Thomas, you know. But you have all these superstars. Sooner or later, you know, I mean, it's going to click, click, but they expect them to win every year and win a championship. That's not going to happen. And then you got your guy, the highest paid, I think he's the highest paid on there, A-Rod, and now he's not playing. As a management, uh, would you play him? Because they owe him $114 million five years. Guaranteed or not. If he's on the bench or he's not, would you still play him there? You have to play him. It's just like saying, okay, you take your, your quarterback, Say say Tom Brady starts falling off, which they're not doing the best, but just say he starts falling off, making mistakes, you know. Do you not play him? Do you bench him? I mean, that's the guy that won you three Super Bowls. This is the guy that gets you to the playoffs every year. Would you play him? Well, no, these guys have to rise and fall on their own behalf. We've talked about this numerous times. We talked about Tony Romo. We talked about Michael Vick. You play these guys. They're your franchise players. You play these guys. They're the ones that are going to make it or break it. Okay, um, if I'm paying this guy to to hit home runs or steal bases or whatever it is that he's doing, he's got to play. He's got to play, and everybody goes through struggle. I mean, I don't care how much money you make, love. We're we're all human. We're all gonna, you know, we're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna disappoint you at some point in time because we're only human. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. 
And it doesn't matter if they're the elite team or how much money they paid for them. I mean, hey, they're just a man. They put on their boots and shoes the same way you and I do. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah, but I don't agree with you. Here we go, Terry. I don't agree with mm-hmm. you. Here we go. I'm going to tell you why. Because sooner or later, you're going to fall off that superstar status. You'll start getting older. And you ain't going to be able to get faster and quicker like you know me. Or was when you were a little younger. So you're going to sooner fall off. And sooner or later, somebody got to come in and take your spot. I mean, it's like, you know, um, A-Rod. A-Rod is not here. He is in like 130 for the, the playoff. That's like three out of every he was three for 20, three, something like that. That's crazy. Sooner or later, you got to say, hey, this man is not hitting for him. I don't care how much we're paying him. Somebody else will come in and do the job. You got to let him go. Sooner or later, you're not going to be always be a superstar. Matter of fact, before, you know, Phil, we got Glover online. You there, Glover? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. Hey, Glover, well, I agree with you, and, and that's exactly what I'm saying. You rise and you fall on your own. If, if his time is up, it's time for him to go. Um, I'm not saying you keep him forever. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. But if if A Rod's time is done in New York, then you gotta let him go. What do you think? Well, we talk about A Rod and the Yankees, all these um, people that got the highest payroll, and sooner or later, superstar status, and they're gonna they fall out like A Rod. What do you think about A Rod? Well, you know, it's funny that you guys were talking about that. But I was just having a conversation with somebody this morning. I said it's amazing how. This man got all that money and all that notoriety for one year, which was 09. He had a heck of an 09. The Yankees being the Yankees signed him to that 10-year, $275 million guaranteed contract. And ever since he's been a Yankee, he's, what category has he led baseball in? Because he's supposed to be the best all-around player, but most of those guys make their money and get their career in the playoffs, whereas when he's in the playoffs, his numbers decrease. So, I'm not a big A-Rod fan. I don't think he's as good as everybody else say he is. But it's sad that they're paying him all that money. And like you said, love, he's batting 131 in the playoffs, and they're, they're benching a $30 million player. What does that tell you about the organization? I'm glad my question is to you because, Terry, you know, you can ask this to Terry. Terry said he's still playing, but... I feel Glover, if he's not hitting him back, you gotta let him go. Just because you're paying him all that money, not let him go, but you gotta sit him down. You agree with that, Glover? Terry said play him because, you know, he's that money and you gotta keep it. Time, you gotta say, hey, he's not doing it now, right, Glover, or wrong? Well, 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 I mean, both of you guys got a point. Both of you guys are right. Because on TJ's side, you're paying him all that money, so you want him to work through his slump. But, is it at the cost of the team, you know, morale and chemistry? Just sitting them down, going to better the team or make the team worse? And then who's his backup? You know what I'm saying? But for me, I think he needs to be held accountable. If he's not playing up the par or up to expectations, then he needs to be set, set down and maybe thought, you know, think about what's going on and somehow try to work back into the uh, starting lineup. But, Glenn, let me ask you this. How, how can you, uh, what, what's going to make you more accountable when you, when you fail in front of millions and billions of people on national television or being set down? And that's the point I'm talking about. That's how you rise and you fall. See? Um, because I think they're giving an excuse, sitting down. 
You know, he got this guaranteed million dollar contract. We're just going to send him over here. No, no. I think if you you show us you earned it, and then you let the fans and the people out there say you didn't earn this money. This is what you did wrong. You you, you know you're a you're a playoff failure or whatnot. But but did you hear what did you hear what Glove said? Glove said if you see every time in the playoff he never came through. Am I right, Glover? Yeah, he's always his numbers have always dropped off in the playoffs. Always. I mean, there was playoff times when he was going 0 for 4 at, at the plate. You know, in situations where he could help his team win. You know, like I said, I've never been big on A-Rod. I thought he was an okay player. I didn't think he was $275 million worth. That, and that's just my own personal opinion. And it's evident when you see him playing. Okay. I agree. I agree with that. But all I'm saying is is that he's making this money. The question is, they're, you know, the Yankees are the highest paid team in baseball. Okay, that's fine. Earn your money. That's what I'm saying. Let the people be the judge, you know, of, of whether you're uh, of your greatness. You know, that, that's what it's all about. You know, we, we, we sit and we talk about these quarterbacks and, and, and who's the best quarterback and who's doing this. Well, now when the quarterback starts struggling, they say, well, let's blame it on the quarterback. Let's take this quarterback. He should be benched or whatever. Hey, if your team is going to be as successful as your quarterback or your so-called best hitter or, or whatever it is that A-Rod does, hey, you rise and fall with him. My question to you, Glover and Terry, if we we looking at that and saying, okay, you have the million dollar, what you just said, Terry, quarterback, let's get Michael Vick. When he's not playing good, do you bring in that young guy? You well, they brought in Kevin Cobb. Tom Brady, when um, Drew Brees wasn't playing good, they brought in Tom Brady, he took over. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. You see all these uh, quarterbacks, like you're paying all these people, there's a million dollars to play that spot. But if you don't sit them down when they ain't playing, and the other person come back, normally the other person that replaced them end up becoming a superstar. Tom Brady, Michael, I mean, when Michael Vick played, you got Aaron Rodgers, look at Aaron Rodgers. You got everybody that was set down from being that big high paid player and the guy behind him end up playing better because they don't have all that pressure like, you know, A-Rod have on them because they know all this money that they make it, they got to produce. So what do you guys think about that? Here's my thing right here, and and and, and I've and I'm watched and I've noticed, if you look at A-Rod, he really doesn't care. He doesn't have that. See, they gave him that superstar status, but when you look him in his eyes and when you look at him, he looks unsure. Now, is it a good thing he's getting the money? I think it's wonderful. If you can get the money, get it. But at some point, at some point, you have to be held accountable. And for me, it just seems like when I see A-Rod now, like them, like them benching him the other day, he was on the bench laughing and talking and giggling. And he's like, I'm making $30 million sitting on the bench. What am I to be mad at? He don't have that within him to want to be the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Kobe calling him, talking, Kobe making comments. Well, Kobe's a different athlete than A-Rod. Mm-hmm. You know, look at it. Last night in the playoff game, in a preseason game, he scored 31 points. You know, so, so Kobe has that inning. To me, A-Rod doesn't have that, I don't want to say heart, but he don't have that will to seem like he care about being the greatest anymore. That's because you said that, Glover, because if you look at all superstars, if they get pulled out of game, they're not even going in the huddle, are they? They're pissed off, you know, and you see that. You know, if they like the basketball, they have a 
timeout. The players won't even go in the timeout. This is what's going on. Those Kobe's and, you know, all that, um, buying them and all that. But it's like you say, A-Rod, it's like you don't even care. I would have been mad. Like, this is the play of the, the World Series. Put me in here, you know? So what do you think of that there? Well, I think there's a couple ways you can look at it. And we have to realize this is a team's team game. Okay, all these games are team. They're not. They're not worn or lost on, on, on one person's shoulders. And I really, you know, I, I just totally disagree with that aspect of looking at things. And just like Glove said earlier on, what's going to be better for the team? If A-Rod is struggling and you've got somebody else that can come in there and, you know, and, and get his team a boost or can, 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 can do better, why not? Okay? I mean, do that. Uh, and, and you have to put the team first. So some of these guys, you know, they, they get this notoriety and fame and they get these accomplishments and accolades. And then they start falling off. Well, hey, if if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And and, and I'm not blaming A Rod for getting all that money, but you know if A Rod's skills are diminishing, then then they're just diminishing. I, I might get some flack from you guys and some listeners, but you say it's a team, Terry. It's a team game. It's not one. I disagree with you on that. And I agree. The one I agree with it is a team game. But games are won on individuals. Plain and simple. You know, you see Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan took over the game by himself won the game. You Michael see Jordan Tom Brady won right, it Tom Brady. a couple of them, uh, them uh, uh, championships, okay? It's not, love. And, and I know you, you can't disagree and agree yeah. at the same time. <laughs> you, know, you read that, Glow? <laughs> hey, TJ. What's up? Only, only, only love can disagree to agree. That's 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 the loving way, man. Only 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 he can get away with that. He he always you know give you that double negative. Okay, well I, then I don't agree. agree. I don't agree. Is that better? <laughs> you know, that's that's the way he is, TJ. He always gonna be you know he gonna run the he's gonna run right. the fence. He's gonna uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> it should be a team game, but individuals do play and win the game by themselves. Plain and simple, you see it all the time. Like you say, Kobe Bryant, when that team needed Foco, he takes over the game and shoots all the time, win the game. Sometimes so you don't get the ball to another five, player. Four players out there, love, is what you're saying. The other four players out there, love, don't matter. And standing around. You never, seen them, you never seen them basketball games. Stand around and watching Kobe. If you make a basket, okay, you're not shooting over five people. Your chances diminish. Now, Kobe Bryant is probably one of the best one-on-one players, okay? He can take his guy to the rim or, or, or step back jumper or whatever it is he wants to do, and he can make a basket. But that don't mean Kobe Bryant's doing this by himself. You can't, that's, that's diminishing the team. And you can't, you can't say that. I'm jumping off a little bit. Do you guys think sitting A right down was a good idea? I do. Well, yeah, and, and, and I'll go too. Um, I think it's 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 a good idea. And just like Glove said, to, you know, hit off of that. If they've got somebody else that's going to play better than A. Rod's playing right now, yeah, that's what that, that's what your team is all about. That's why you have backup players. If he's hurting the team that bad, yeah, you got to take him out of there. And it don't matter how much money he's making right now, Glover. If you're trying to win, Look, here's my thing. I think at the, at the end of the day, it's about the team. And and you have to at some point swallow your pride, which a lot of those guys can't do. You have to swallow your pride and look at the best interests of the team. And and I think A-Rod, like I said, to me, 
he seems like he's like, hey, if you want to give me the day off or give me two days off, I'm getting paid regardless. So if that's what you choose to do, hey, so be it. You know, because and I only say that because when he's doing it, it's not like he's fighting or we're hearing anything in the media where he wants to play. You know what I'm saying? We haven't heard him say anything to the press like, I can't believe they're sitting me down. I know I'm in a slump. I just need to work through it or I just need to play through it. You know what I'm saying? We don't hear any of that. They talk about sitting A-Rod and he sits down. So that's the part that gets me because, like you say, no superstar wants to be set down. None. You can't tell me that Kobe, you can't tell me that Kobe, you know, if he's going 0 for 20, Kobe's going to let you pull him out the game. It's not going to happen. Nope. So you both agree sitting him down was a good idea What I'm here, right? Yeah, I agree. Do you agree with that too, Gwen? Yeah. Okay, man, I'm licking my lips. Well, I can't wait, you know. We're going to take a break, then I'm going to come back with a question for you guys because what you got, and this time I don't agree. It's not disagree, to agree. Okay, Glover? I'm looking at my list for all the gas out of this question because y'all just fell y'all into a corner. So this is Jack Glover. I'm Terry Jackson, and we got Glover who said I disagree to agree. Right, Glover? You disagree to agree. We'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. We are back from break. Uh, I was so glad that Terry and uh, Glove, you know, agreed with, you know, Bench and A-Rod. So my question to you guys is, and if I heard you correctly, Terry, say not one person win the thing. So why you bitching A-Rod? Am I right, Glover, Terry? The whole team is not batting good. So why you bitching him? That's hey, my question. question. That, 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 that's a good question, Love. But I'm not the manager of that team, so I don't. And, and quite frankly, I haven't watched not one playoff game. Um, so I don't know that I'm the one to, to, to answer that question. But obviously, A-Rod is the key to something is the reason why they're benching. Now, what that is, I don't know. Um, is he playing that that much worse than anybody else? I don't know. Glove? Glove? You um, the stats. The reason the being, the reason being, he's one of the faces of the franchise. When 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 they win, they talk about what Jeter, whoever's pitching, A Rod, key players like that do. When they lose, Jeter being out, A Rod's the face of the franchise now. So he needs to step up with Jeter's injury. He's not stepping up. So by him not stepping up, he's the one that goes to the pitch. Because guess what? He's the high man on the totem pole. He's the face. So. To send a message to the rest of the guys that aren't producing like they should, we're going to bench our money man. Meaning, if we could bench him, we'll bench any one of you guys. Because this is how important it is for us to win, that we're willing to put our best player on the bench. That's why I think it was done. If he's your best player and you bench your best player, but everybody's in that slump, because if you follow the stats, I looked at them, Everybody's in that same slump. One on bat, one point twenty, and you know everybody's in that slump. So you bench your star. What you saying is okay? Look, he's batting. He's batting. Is he not batting fourth or fifth? He's batting in the middle of the roster where they need somebody. If nothing else, he's supposed to either get on base or hit a home run to get the lineup going. And he hasn't been getting the middle of that lineup going. So that's why he's benching. He's not producing. Where when you're batting in the middle of the lineup, you have to produce. Even if nobody else produces, when you get to three, four, and five and shit like that, those are the guys that have to produce. Well, let's let's get one thing clear. There's, there's no rookies on the, the Yankees. Everybody making millions. That's a superstar. Everybody's superstar on that. Their team is better than anybody. Like if you have another team, you might have two or three. The Yankees have everybody a superstar. Am I right, guys? Well, yeah, as long as they're winning, love, as long as they're winning, they're superstars. But if they're not winning, they're not producing, they're just mediocre. Who's making a lot of money? You, Look, you, you, keep, you keep going back and forth, love. You, you keep going back and forth. There has to be somebody. You're talking about is it a one-man, is it a team? You know, one man can't run the show, it's a superstar. You keep going back and forth. When they brought A-Rod in, they brought him in because he was a superstar. They paid him more than they paid Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was there with four rings when A-Rod came. They paid A-Rod more money because he was supposed to be 
the face of Major League Baseball, meaning he was home run hitting, he was RBIing, he was Golden Glove, he was, you know, batting, he was doing everything that you wanted in the player to put around your franchise. Once he got to New York and he got all that money, not that he didn't ever uh, play uh, under par in uh, Texas, but it seemed like once he got to, to New York, he lost his drive. I'm sorry. just His numbers have been down ever since he's been in New York. Well, let me clear what you're saying. What I was going back before. What I was saying is, uh, and what Terry said, and one man don't think I said what one man do. So my point was that if you're saying that A-Rod is the problem there and he's going to, you know, sit him down, I'm fine. So you're saying that one man is, is it this, like you said, you said a face, but what you're saying, that man is a superstar, he should be producing to make them win. That's my point. So my other point was, okay, if you're saying that he's the, um, the problem, you sit him then, and Terry said the team, why you don't sit other people on the team? Because they just as playing just as worse as him. So which one is it? <laughs> a team or is it A Rod? Well, James, you think you can't sit the whole team? Go ahead, TJ. Right, right, and, and, and that's where I'm at. I mean, <laughs> you can't, you can't sit the whole team down. You're gonna have a fight to play. Um, obviously, you know, we're not in that clubhouse. Uh, so what's going on with A Rod now? The, the numbers speak for themselves, and, and it might be other players, but. I mean, are those other players making the money A-Rod's making? Are those other players brought in to do what A-Rod was brought in to do? Um, I mean, you have to ask yourself those questions as well. You know, yeah, I, I find I it interesting. It. You're actually right, TJ. I find it interesting. Here, here go the funny part, TJ. When James keeps talking about this one man, see, he's from Chicago, so his one man is referencing the Jordan. you got to uh-huh. read between the lines there, TJ. His <laughs> one man references the Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan didn't win until he got Scottie Pippen and the rest of them. Kobe didn't win until he got Shaq. You know what I'm saying? So he keeps making that one-man reference on the team. One man's never won a championship, be it basketball, be it baseball, be it football. They're all team sports. You follow me? In in, in football, you're talking about the quarterbacks. You know, Elway didn't win until he got Terrell Davis. Yep. I mean, I, I agree with you. Love just doesn't, he doesn't see it that way. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we want to go there. It, 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 uh, football. You knew that Chargers game when um, those Chargers, sorry Chargers out there where you at, Glover, if you want to go there. Those sorry Chargers, you knew he was going to take over that game. Did you not know that? He was going to take that, over that, that game. That, was that just yeah, one man. When... Basketball with Michael playing, you knew, yeah, you had Pippen, you had all that, but at the end of the four or five minutes, whatever, you knew it was always going to be Michael Jordan. It was going to be Kobe. So I'm saying is, yeah, there's a, there's a team still. be wrong. I'm not saying sit the whole Yankee squad. What I was saying was everybody on that team, batting record is, is worse than A-Rod. You're, so I'm not right. saying, I'm saying why A-Rod was set. You should not say sit everybody, but... Switch all that around. Bring in another person or, you know, or switch the back order. That's what I was saying. Okay, now now back to your point. Because you just said it. And, and TJ heard you. You're right. They bring in a superstar. We talk Michael Jordan. We talk all this. And you know in the fourth quarter the ball with five minutes left is going to Michael Jordan's hand. You know in L.A. 
with five, ten minutes left in the game, in the fourth quarter, the ball's going to Kobe's hand. Why? Because they're superstars. So when you know you get to the middle of the lineup and there's somebody, a runner in, in on base, and you're within the run, and A-Rod comes to the plate, he's a superstar, right? He's supposed to bring them home. He's not yeah. bringing them home. He's not bringing the runs around the base. He's not hitting home runs. You just said it plain and clearly. When Jordan gets the ball with five minutes, he's a superstar. He's supposed to come through. When Coley gets the ball with five minutes in the fourth quarter, he's a superstar. He's supposed to come through. When there's man in scoring position in baseball with the Yankees and A-Rod comes up to the plate, what is he supposed to do to, to attain his superstar status? He's supposed to bring him around the bases, right, James? He's yeah, not. Yeah. So that's why he's being set down, because he's not playing like a superstar that they're paying him to be. Did that answer your question? No, it didn't. You know why? We go back and forth with it because, and like I got to talk to Terry, when the Eagles got all these players on defense, remember Terry we talked about when they got uh, the guy from the Raiders, defensive back. They called the dream oh, team, right? Okay. Am I right? When yep. they got all that, they were saying that, okay, there's no way you got two corners. You had a Sami Sante. You had all these players where it's like, man, they ain't going to be able to receive a catch the ball. So my point was, they had so many superstars. It's, why are you counting on the number four spot to hit the ball? That's my point is the Yankees' payroll is more higher than anybody. They're paying their players. So what you're saying is each one of their players is better than the other team because they're making millions and millions. So why are you putting it all on the number four spot? Is A-Rod hitting them in? Your number one, hey, two, James. three should be doing some two, four, five, and six should be hitting hey, them in. Let me, let, me, let me help you out because it seems like you don't know too much about baseball. If, if, if number one gets on base, number two hits them around, number three gets on base, what is number four supposed to come up and do? Bring them in. Isn't that number four's job? Yeah. Okay, so that's why you want your cleanup here to number four. If you got two on base, you at least want them to get a triple, if not a home run, so everybody comes around. That's why the middle of your lineup is most important. If you notice on any team, three, four, and five, and six are important, but four is the most important in baseball. Because if you got two outs and a man on base, you're hoping number four come up and at least get a hit to bring number three in. So that's why that position is so important. That's why he gets paid for money. He's playing shortstop. When he got older, they put him at third base. They keep moving him around to keep him on the field because they need his bat, and his bat's not showing up. That's the other side of him being a superstar if he's supposed to get that 100 RBIs, 40 home runs. He's not even playing up to that expectation. Marianne Love, let me ask you this. Do we not think that skills diminish? Do we not think that? People get older and, 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 and they lose they lose a step. They lose some things. And you have to take all that into consideration. A Rod probably he, he, well probably not. He is not the player he was years ago. We know that. Um, is he that franchise player? Well, they're paying him like he is. They signed a contract like he is, so he's got to produce that, and he's just not doing that. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm like Glover. I'm not an A Rod fan because I feel all the money he was getting when he was at. Texas was ridiculous, you know, and all this. But my point was, the Glover say the one, two, and three get on base. They haven't even got on base for the number four to hit them in. So, you know, I'm still saying that nobody's on that team in the playoffs have been hitting it. That's why they down three games with, you know. 
with um, Detroit. You know, and and I, I agree with you, love. I said you're absolutely right. So if one, two, and three, and seven, eight, nine aren't hitting, guess who's supposed to still hit the ball? Number yeah. four. Regardless, think about it. They're losing two to one or one to zero. They're not getting blown out. They're losing by one run. In the Yankees games, if you score one run, you'll pretty much win these games. If they score a run tonight, they'll win. So, if you got your money in your fourth spot, in your mindset as a, as a manager, you like, shit, he's up the bat. We're going to at least get one run today. That's how you're thinking as an owner, I mean as a manager. We're going to at least get one run. They're not even getting one run from their superstar. That's all I'm saying is that when nobody else is performing, your superstars are supposed to be able to stand up and play, and he's a superstar, and in all big games he disappeared. That's all I'm saying. All right, well, you know, that's good because I want to lead in the football, and like you say, Terry, they're diminishing, you know. Is Ray Lewis diminishing? Should he retire? I mean, you know, he was fast and now he now seems like he's getting these injuries and his, his skills are starting to measure. Should he retire? Well, after the hit that he put on uh, um, that running back for the Cowboys, uh, you can say what you want about his skills. <laughs> but, you know, granted, Ray Lewis is getting older, and we know that our bodies cannot take that kind of punishment um, for very long. Um, and, and, you know, you have a short career in the NFL regardless, and you put your body through the punishment that Ray Lewis has over the years, um, things are going to start to wear down. Uh, whoever thought Ray Lewis would have would have gotten hurt, you know, and, and, and pulled a, a, a tricep muscle or a pectoral muscle, whichever one it was. I mean, nobody would have thought that. But is his career over? Uh, if I was Ray Lewis, I would say, you know what? Yeah, I'm walking off this field. A happy man. I got one championship. I've got um, plenty of accolades. I'm doing well, and I'm going to leave this game standing up. Um, do I think it's over? Only Ray Lewis can answer that because it doesn't look like it's over to me. I, I think Ray Lewis is still the, you know, that 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 force and that drive that he's always been, uh, especially with that team in that locker room. Uh, those guys look up to him, um, and 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 they take his energy out there on that football field. Well. Is 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 Ray Lewis a warrior? Yes. Is is he one of the greatest to ever play middle backer or football in general? Yes. Is his time up? Yes. Sorry to say, all you Ray Lewis fans, guess what? I watched him in games. He's lost the step. Can he can he still bring it? Yeah, but he has to he has to get there. And you could tell, you know what? The other week they gave up almost three hundred yards rushing. They've never you know had a turnout like that where they've given running back, you know, over 250 yards coming out the backfield. So they're getting older. Is he going to retire? I mean, I hope not. Even though he's lost a step and he's slower, he's a warrior. I don't see him going out like that with an injury. I think he's going to return because he don't want his last time on the field and his memory to be him being injured. So I think he'd come back. Should he retire, though? Of course. He's had a great career. He has nothing to be, nothing to be, you know, looked down on. You know, he's been a professional on and off the field. He's been probably one of the best teammates anybody can have 
It's just that the way he, you know, went out the other week, I don't think that's the way he wants people to remember him. That's good you said that, Glover and Terry, because I kind of want to make this where um, you say that uh, he lost a step, Glover. You say he probably should retire because, and then Terry say, you know, you know he shouldn't because, but you know, but is it the years you put in, or do injuries make you say, hey, you had enough? Because I want to go to like Brian Urlacher, and like he's injured all the time. Is is Urlacher time done? Because it seems like Ray Lewis been playing longer, and Ray Lewis could continue, but Urlacher can't. I don't think you know you're. His skills has totally diminished his speed. Is it more the injuries or the years you put in? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, it's, it's a combination of how much you can take as a person, you know, mentally and physically. How much, you know, how much can you go out there and throw your body around? Because that's what you do at a linebacker. You're, you're throwing your body around. You, you're trying to hit any and everything that moves. Um, it's a, you know, it's a personal thing. If, if Ray Lewis and Erlacher have the same injury, you know, how can we say, well, your injury don't isn't as bad as, as, as that one? I mean, it's, you know, it's it's how you can take that uh, mentally, you know, and physically as a person. So, you know, I didn't say that I think he should retire. I'm saying that if he does retire, I think he's he, he's great. You know, I mean, I, I don't think he has anything to be ashamed of. And, and I looked at his face. Uh, when he got that injury, and I had never seen him look like that on Ray Lewis, even even after playoff losses and stuff like that, I've never seen him look like that on his face. I don't know if you guys seen it. I'm sure you've seen it if he was watching the game, but he knew he was done, for, at least for this year. He knew he was done. And um, and I had never seen him look like that on Ray Lewis's face. Glover? Hey, you know what? The, the sad part about it is... No one wants to hear that it's over. You know, an injury starts taking its toll, like like you said, Erlacher's been injured for, injured for a while. Is it over for him in his mind? No. In Ray Lewis's mind? No. It's an injury. And, and they've been able to fight through him for years and keep performing at a certain level. You know, now, are they willing to sacrifice their physical well-being, which they already are? To continue to play, yes, because in their mind, that impulse in their mind haven't been fed all the way, you know. And and that's the thing that's hard to give up is as long as you have that impulse and as long as you have that desire, you know, it's hard for you to say no. I can't. I can't go on anymore, or or no, I don't want to do it. So they're not going to stop until either they be carried off the field for that last time. Or once they lose that desire and those impulses, and, and I don't see it, I don't see it ending, you know, or burning out anytime soon. As long as that front office or them people believe that them guys can still suit up and go, I think they'll still go. You know what? We have to take a break, but when we come back from the break, I'll have one quick question. Then, Glover, you know, me and Terry have been waiting for this. We got to talk to you. What's going on out there in San Diego? You know. Same thing going yeah. on in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back, we want to hear Glover take it. I'm sure we'll be a Terry got quest for him because y'all ain't got fun. But what's going on with those charges, bro? We'll be right back, and then we'll come back, and then we'll find out what's going on in Carmen, San Diego.
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back Loving That Sports Talk. We got TJ Terry there. I'm here, love. And we got glove, glove, glove. I wasn't even gonna. I wanted to get on the charges so bad, but we still gotta get on. But you made a good point, glove, on break. And Terry tried to throw a dig at me, but you know, on sports and all, you talking about, you know, um, Demarcus Murray, the Dallas Cowboy running back, is out, and you see Jerry Jones. Oh, he might not play this week. Who is the coach on that team, Glover? <laughs> hey, I've been trying to figure it out for the last two years. You know, I thought Jerry Jones was the owner. But as much as we hear him in press conferences and on the news or on ESPN, I'm starting to wonder, who is the coach of that team? I thought it was some guy by the name of Jason Garrett, but now I'm starting to second-guess myself. <laughs> you just throw a dig at everybody else, Terry. Come on with it. Hey, you know what, love? And, and, and love, let me tell you something. Don't, uh, don't get it twisted. Don't think that because uh, love is, is evil. He's a, he's a snake, okay? Uh, I never, I didn't, I didn't know uh, San Diego was even your squad. I didn't know you was a San Diego fan. So when Love, uh, me and him want to know, I don't know. Uh, back to the Jerry Jones thing. Jerry Jones has been coaching that football team since uh, since Phillips got fired. So that should be no surprise to anybody. Uh, is the guy wearing too many hats? Absolutely. Does he know anything about 
uh, coaching a team, what he thinks he does. Um, I don't have any answers to that. I think it's ridiculous. Let me let me let me make a point clear, Terry. <laughs> Love is only saying the Chargers are my team because I live in San Diego, <laughs> and I feel that if you live in the city, you should have a little somewhat for the team. I uh, have none. I have none. <laughs> I have none for the Chargers for their organization. Nothing. Now here's my problem. Here's my problem. And I'll make it quick when we get to something else. Are the charges horrible? Yes. Does North Turner need to get fired? Is it going to change anything if they fire him? We don't know. We don't know because there's no other coaches out there. They're going to still have Phillip Rivers and a bunch of players that aren't playing up to expectations. So it's firing the coach, like we talked about over the break. You know, they fired the defensive coordinator in Philly, and Michael Vick and the offense have all the turnovers. So, you know, what's going on with that? But outside of all that, here's my problem. Tebow called in Denver. Peyton Manning's in Denver. Is he a good quarterback? Yes. The defense had four turnovers, two touchdowns for scores, two fumble recoveries against the Chargers. Peyton Manning threw for two touchdowns. The running back ran one. Defense, four turnovers. I mean, excuse me, four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, two touchdowns on defense. Do you think that Peyton Manning or anybody on Tuesday morning said anything about Denver's defense? All we heard about how great Peyton was. So, right, that's my bottom line on that. Glover, and I, 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 love it. I totally agree with you, Glove, and you're absolutely right. We give these quarterbacks too much praise, way too much praise. I think, Glover, I agree with you. I think Brown Rivers should have been benched two years, three years ago. But, you know, and, and North Turner should have been fired, you know, because Rivers, it's, who is Rivers? I mean, he threw an exception on time, but then the Chargers come on and win six games at the end of the year. We great. We still enough. You're not going anywhere. You do the same thing every year. Rivers doing the same thing as as, as Vic doing, and Tony Romo. Tony Romo can't win a playoff game. So you got all these quarterbacks, Dallas, Philly, and Chargers is doing the same thing, and you get rid of the wrong person. When Tebow was with Denver, every time when the Denver um, defense do some good or McGahee, all you heard about was who Tim Tebow. You didn't hear about the defense. So you're right, Glove. There, hey, look at it. In, in San Diego, you get rid of your, your blocking fullback, Tober. Send him away because he wanted a little bit more money. You bring in a guy, pay him more than what Tober wanted. Dumb move. You get rid of one of the best receivers in the league in Vincent Jackson, send him down to Tampa Bay. Who you replace him with? Eddie Royal and a couple of other guys that are B. They're not even A-level receivers. They're B-level receivers. So you do things. You never upgrade your corner, your secondary on, on defense. You bring in a pass rusher, quote unquote, and so you wonder why you're still losing. It's because of the product you're putting on the field. Now, Dallas's situation is totally different. They just have an identity. Jerry Jones made them America's team. America didn't make them America's team. It was Jerry Jones and his, his willing and his ability to sell. The dude is a hell of a businessman. He can't take that from him. But running a business and running a football team is different. You know what he needs to do is take a page from the New England Patriots playbook or, or one of those franchises, the Giants, you know, playbook. Sit your butt up in the booth and be an owner, drink your martini, and let the coach coach and let the players play. Right. You know, you try to be see, a manager. Stop, stop trying to manage everything that goes on. Right. You don't never see the owner of the Patriots walking on the sideline, or you don't never see the owner of the New York Jets, I mean, the New York Giants on the sideline. You know, every time 
in the third quarter, he does his little billionaire walk where he walks down there, his security, and all the cameras go from the game to him, and he's only trying to take attention. I hate to say it, TJ, because the Cowboys are getting their butt whooped, so he's trying to take the attention off the team by walking mm-hmm. on the sideline. But at the end of the game, the scoreboard still sees the same. They lost. But so you I see, think he's just staying butt up in the booth. But you see when Bill Parcell up there, because he couldn't get along with that. Nobody's going to stand up to him and stay there. Bill well, that was a problem with Parcells. That was a problem with Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson. That was a problem with the whole thing was that he could not let these coaches have control. He wanted to have control. It, and you're going to lose. You're a great coach. You, know, you lost Jimmy Johnson. You lost Bill Cassell. You know, I mean, who's going to come there except for Jason Garrett that's going to get ran? They're going to let Jerry run them. That's why he picked Jerry to be that coach. And, and I'll tell right. you what, even if he lets him go as a head coach, I'll bet you $100 he keeps him on somewhere in the franchise. Oh, yeah, he's, because he can do oh, that. yeah Jason, Jason Garrett is a cowboy for life. Yeah. He's a cowboy for life. They're going to find something for Jason Garrett to do. But you know what? Yeah. I don't mean to help you, but we need to change to get off of that. Cause you know what? Um, excuse me. <laughs> TJ loved and talked about everybody, the Chargers oh, yeah. and the Cowboys. But he ain't said nothing about them sorry old eagles. Nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, Glover, before you came on, Terry said he got an application for a Denver Bronco, and he got me one. I said, good, I'll fill it out. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with them, Love? They, they, they fired the defensive coordinator. How is that going to help this football team be better? Hey, guys, I'm totally with you. I see, you know, uh, Andy Reid know it's coming to the end for him. So he had to do something to get those fans off him. But he's not doing the right thing. Yeah, they lost that 10-point lead, but if you ain't got your offense that can't get a first down and run some clock off, that's your problem. You got your defense on the field, yeah, they're going to get tired because they're not that good. But if you can't get that ball moved, hey, but they don't want to pull Michael Vick right now. I don't know why, but Mike should have been pulled. What do you guys think? Well, uh, again, here we go back to this. Um, we got to figure out why Mike Vick is, is turning the ball over like this. I mean, he's been doing this for quite a while. And, you know, injuries have plagued him. It's the way he carries the ball a lot uh, is, is the reason for a lot of his fumbles. You know, and an interception is an interception. It is what it is. But... How come Mike Vick is not trying to fix that? He's still doing the same old thing. He's still carrying the ball out there the same way he did in Atlanta. Um, but he's, he's not that same player. What is he doing to, to, to try to remedy this? And I think that question has been asked, but I still don't, I'm not quite sure of the answer. Glover? Here's, here's, here's my take on it. When you see guys come to the NFL or go to a different team in a trade, it seems like a, a team either just to get a quarterback to the offense that they're running. Or if they draft a young kid, they draft them and get him knowing the type of offense he ran and trying to suit, to his, suit it to his needs. In Michael Vick's case, they've always tried to make him adjust to the offense as opposed to adjusting the offense to his strength. 
And now more than evident, that's what we see. You know, the offense was never designed around Michael Vick to benefit him like it was in Atlanta. He has to make the adjustments to the offense that's in place. He's not a drop-back quarterback. He's not a pocket quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. The dude is too small to see over the line. So if you notice, whenever his pocket is forming, they have to make windows or alleys for him to throw in. And if that alley's not there, then the inevitable is a sack or him moving, and that's when he gets in trouble. But in my mind, they've never adjusted the offense to his strength. Guys, I want to. I, wanna, I hate to change the subject, but I want to change it before we run out of time and talk about. I don't never hear a lot of people talk about. Is that guy Robert Griffin the third a beast or what? Oh, he, <laughs> he's he's awesome. And and I, and I said, you know, in a, in the first couple preseason games they played, I said they got to watch out for him. Did I not love? I said they're gonna have to yeah. watch out for Washington um, because they got a good running back. And Robert Griffin III is, 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 he's outstanding. He's a great player. Well, so my point, my point, what I was just talking about, thanks, TJ. My point is, when they drafted Robert Griffin III, what did they do? Went out and got him a receiver, went and got him a running back, went and got him some linemen. Put an offense in that addresses or benefits his skill level. So he's making plays in something that he's comfortable with. He doesn't have to address, uh, excuse me, adjust how he plays to benefit the offense. The offense is in place for him to just step in and continue to perform, and that's what he's doing. He's continuing to perform. But for me, it's still early. What I've seen up to date right now, I think he's on a good pace and a good track, but but I need more than six games to, to call him the second coming of James Harris or Doug Williams. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. And and you know what else, Gloves? Answer me this question. The reason that New York Jets are playing Tebow is because of that, because they don't want to adjust their offense to Tim Tebow. <laughs> well, I, I agree. Mean, you got, you're right, Terry. I mean, you're definitely right, but do you going to change the, the middle of the season now and, and, and dress your offense to Tebow? No, they should have that at the beginning of the year. So that's why you think probably don't want to do that. Absolutely. And look, did we not have this discussion after, you know, and I think it was still during the uh, during the season last year when he was with the Broncos, and I think Galen was a part of this discussion as well. And I said, there's no team that's going to take Tebow and change their offense like Denver did. Denver did it because they had to do it. But you're not going to grab that quarterback and say, okay, uh, this is how we're going to run this offense now instead of having that quarterback adjust to them. Is well, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. I mean, let's think about it. We're talking about all these guys. Is Andrew Luck and Andy not running the same or similar offense he ran in college? Yeah. You know, let's think about all your elite quarterbacks, as you guys as people say. They're running offenses that they're accustomed to running. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Blood, uh, uh, Brady, Roethlisberger. Those are Manny. offenses that they're accustomed to. Manning in there because that Denver Broncos offense is all familiar. Peyton Manning, he brought his offense to, to Denver. So they're not adjusting the offensive scheme for these guys. 
these guys already have their scheme in place. They're just stepping in and playing football. How come, sorry to say it, how come black quarterbacks always have to adjust to the offensive coordinator in the scheme? People don't look at it that way. But let's think about it. You get a mobile quarterback and you want to turn him into a pocket quarterback. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's what Michael Vick is fighting with right now. He's not a pocket guy. He's too small. He's too fragile. And he doesn't have faith in his offensive line to sit in that pocket. So that's no, why he gets in trouble. <laughs> that's why he gets in trouble. We only got one minute, but start next week, lover. And I won't get where you guys look at the teams that are playing on Saturday, and we got to come up with one game that we think will be an upset. But you can't pick, like, you know, if um, Denver playing uh, Indianapolis, you'll say. Well, like, you know, something like that. You know, I'm talking about you pick Indianapolis. If you got, like, um, Indianapolis playing Packers, you'll say Indianapolis. So we I got to give you mine. Like I know you give you upset. Whoever the Chargers playing, if they win, it's an upset. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do, we keep scoring to the NFC to see who wins, and then we have a little dinner thing. But we'll start every week. We get one pick of an upset game, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But thanks again, guys, for being on the show. And uh, Hey, Terry, San Diego's in there with us, right along with us, right, Terry? That's right, that's right. Oh, now you know, I don't know about that, but you better represent where you live. Represent, love. You that glove? Well, he won't yep. be my friend now. <laughs> oh, he ain't gonna be my friend no more. <laughs> yeah, he won't be my friend now because it equals his equals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see, see you next week. All right, guys. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James. Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.